Welcome to Align Sacred Alchemy, a space to share stories to uplift, energize, and spark your awakening in remembering your unique brand of magic. We talk about all things energy, ethical, healthy, and inclusive manifesting, being in a state of receiving, and how to courageously manifest on purpose to live the life you are truly capable of living. Join me for each episode as we tap into your inner guidance and inspiration from conversations that we have to remember why we are all here and how we get to honor ourselves so that we can all enjoy our journey along our soul's path. Welcome Divine Sacred Souls. In this episode, we're going to be talking about closing the gap between your desires and current reality so that you can call in your desired future. I'm going to be sharing how you can close that gap because you've got your lived experiences, right? What you are actually currently moving through. And then you've got your desires, your desired life, which always seems to be in the future. So I want to talk about how can you close the gap so that you can actualize all the things that you keep saying that you'd like. Because if you're anything like me, there are things on your manifesting list that you have been putting there over and over and over again, which you just haven't managed to tick off, right? And it's those things, that bigger vision that usually keeps people frustrated in not being able to actualize that desire, the thing they keep saying they want, but it never quite happens. So this podcast was actually inspired by one of my beautiful listeners and clients who asked me, how do you deal with being disappointed by people's reactions, even when you know not to expect the reaction that you know deep down you'd really like? Why do we still crave that validation and that approval from the people that we love? Now, you're probably wondering, what's this got to do with closing the gap? And I'm going to share with you throughout the course of this episode why the two are so connected and why this is a brilliant question and one that features in about 90%, I would say, of my client sessions. So let's address this. I want to expand upon how this impacts you with either closing the gap between your dreams and current reality or widening it as the case may be. Because you may inadvertently be keeping your desires at arm's length at a comfortable distance so it can feel like you're almost there. It may even feel tangible but it's not quite landed in your current reality yet. Can you relate to that? Because if you've ever experienced this before, then there's probably some discord happening between your inner perception, what's going on within you, and your outer reality, what you are currently moving through and experiencing in your life. In other words, what you're feeling inside may not be translating into your external environment. You may be feeling confident. You may be feeling like you've got that thing handled. You may be feeling confident because you've done the inner work already and you're feeling pretty confident that this is now it. You've cleared all the stuff that's standing in the way. 
but it's not quite moving. Okay, so let's explore what's going on here. To address this, first we need to talk about this concept of the inner perception versus the outer reality. So when I speak about inner perception, it is your self-concept of how you relate to yourself, how you are relating to others, how you're perceiving others, how you even experience yourself and therefore it forms part of what you think of yourself internally. And your outer reality in this context is what you're physically experiencing and moving through in your life in this moment. For example, if you are experiencing financial difficulty that you're trying to move through, then that's your outer reality. Your inner perception may be, for example, that you're bad with money or that you are afraid of making investment decisions or that you will lose that money because you're not smart enough. So can you see how those two things are linked? So as you close the gap between those two extremes of polarity and start to balance the energy of all your fear, the lack, the scarcity, the not enoughness, however it may be showing up for you in your world, and then you harmonize that, you bring balance to that, with your desires, with your strengths and your gifts. You'll get to unify this energy and arrive at this beautiful space of emotional neutrality. This is what I call the zero point. It's the void, the abyss, where you get to silence that mind chatter and that white noise of other people's voices, their opinions, their disappointments, their judgments or criticisms, their projections that you are picking up from your external environment as a result maybe even of your cultural imprinting. You get to access your soul's deepest creative potential, your soul's deepest sage wisdom, and your soul's true essence. And if you've been following me for a while or listening to my stuff, I speak about the soul's true essence over and over again. And the reason why I place so much emphasis on connecting with your true soul's essence and identity is because that is where you'll find a pool of resources within you that you didn't even know you had. And the joke of it is that you may never cognitively even be aware of just how aware you are. Because this kind of knowing, this deep awareness and sage wisdom gets to be extracted and pulled through you by others. It's not something that you're usually cognitively even aware that you have within you. But more on that later. This space that I'm talking about, the zero point, is where you get to wipe the slate clean and be able to get more grounded into the present moment. So you're no longer living in the past or projecting into the future. Because the change you're asking for doesn't occur in the past. That's already done. 
you've been there, you've done that, you've bought the t-shirt, there's nothing you can do to change it. It's done, it's finished, it's complete. And it can't happen in the future because that reality, it hasn't happened yet. So how can you change something that hasn't happened yet, right? The change you're asking for can only really occur in the here and now, in the present moment. And this is why you'll hear a lot of it in the self-development and wellness arena about being present, being in the present moment. And I don't know about you, but when I was starting out on my journey and people were telling me to be in the present, I was just thinking, what on earth? Of course I'm in the present moment. How else can I exist? I can't live anywhere else but the present, right? But here's what I mean, is if there are things that you are worried about, that usually projects your thoughts and your energy into a future reality that hasn't even happened yet. And you spend so much time stressing about something that hasn't even happened that it may cause paralysis in the here and now. Or maybe it's something in the past. Maybe it's a time in your life where you were once happy and you keep cycling back round to that, those memories where you were happier. Or maybe it was an experience or a situation that you have had in your life where you regret something. And so you keep circling back round to that regret, the woulda, shoulda, coulda syndrome. All right, so that's what I mean about when you are putting your energy and your thoughts and your focus in either the past or the future, then you're not really in the present in that moment. And the change that you're asking for can occur only in the present moment. It's going to be based on real-time choices because every choice you make impacts and shapes your future. So when you're imbalanced, there's this perpetual confusion and therefore this need for approval, blessings, acceptance from others that can occur. And that is directly tied to your inner needs and the outer events that are occurring in your life. The outer events in this case may be to seek that external validation, that approval or even permission, blessings to move ahead in life. It's where you may find yourself second-guessing your true intuition. I see it all the time when I'm working with clients and I've certainly experienced it myself in the past plenty of times. Actually, It's something that I even experience now on occasion. It's something that everyone will experience as they're up-leveling to the next evolution of their soul. And here's the thing. When you're operating from a place that isn't aligned to your soul's essence and identity, you may not be able to perceive that for yourself. You may sense that something is off, but typically people can't quite put their finger on what it is. You may absolutely have key indicators that will tell you that you're out of alignment. And those can be those feelings of restlessness or frustration or feeling invisible or unappreciated, not being valued, feelings of anger or disappointment or being let down. And all of those indicators, those emotional indicators that let you know that there is something here that needs changing, right? And when you experience any of these kinds of emotions, they are your red flags that something needs shifting. Your body 
communicates the intuitive insights to you using the language of emotions, right? So just tune into your life right now in this moment and notice anywhere that these emotions are showing up for you right now. Where are you angry? What are you most frustrated about in your life? Where do you feel invisible or taken for granted? Notice what you notice about what comes up for you. And I invite you to pay close attention to these areas of your life because that is where you may not be operating from your true soul's essence. So those are the key areas that could probably do with some readjustment to bring in the harmony that I was talking about earlier and getting to that zero point of emotional neutrality. That zero point is a powerful foundation upon which to start building from. A lot of the times when people are manifesting or they're doing the things and, you know, you could be doing all the right things and using all the right tools and doing everything exactly how you should be or how you've been taught to do it. But if you're operating from a space where you haven't built a strong foundation first, then it's going to be shaky and you're not going to have the longevity, the sustainability and the lasting results. So getting to that zero point allows you to build that strong foundation. And when you have that strong foundation to build upon, then you're going to have a strong and sustainable structure something that is going to support you and hold you up in the long term, not just in the here and now. And this is where I talk about this one hit wonder manifesting where a lot of people get trapped in this cycle of being able to manifest a couple of things and then their bigger picture, the bigger vision that they have, they really struggle with that. So if you're relating with what I'm saying about the one hit wonder manifesting, then it's very likely that you haven't started building upon a strong foundation. And if your foundation is shaky, it's not going to take much to bring the whole thing crashing down. This is where I see a lot of folks using external validation and trying to prove or justify themselves, particularly to their close friends and family or loved ones, because they have a shaky foundation and they lack the deeper trust within themselves. So they have to seek others to prop them up with that trust, with that validation. And this is all well and good if you're surrounded by people that are able to hold the space and your big vision with you, hold you high in that vision. But mostly, if you're doing something radically different than is normal for you or your culture or deviates from the family identity that you have grown up with or from what is usual for you because you don't usually do that, then you may find others becoming suspicious and it can trigger them. It can provoke them. And you may find that those very people that you thought where your support network may not react positively to what you are trying to accomplish in your life. 
So there you are, excitedly sharing your big vision and ideas because you're genuinely lit up by this amazing possibility and you have this different perspective than what you have been accustomed to from your upbringing, from your background, from your heritage. And you're hoping that the people that you know love you and are well-intentioned and that they do have your best interests at heart And you approach them with your ideas only to be shut down, only to be disappointed by their reactions because their reactions aren't quite what you hoped they would be. So you start to bend and slide back into the old way of being unconsciously. This is all happening unconsciously without you even knowing that that's what's happening. And it happens just so that you can be relatable again just so that you can have that connection and maintain that relationship, which is important to you because you genuinely love and care about those people. And remember, this is all happening without you even realizing it because you are in it. You are emotionally triggered and there is an energetic charge with that emotion that's clouding your judgment. So you may not be able to see where you are out of alignment. You may see the red flags of bitterness, disappointment, frustration and anger. But you're blinded by all of that. And that's why it's difficult for you to get to the root cause of it. When I work with clients who are in this state, I can sense it straight away. Because I'm not emotionally attached to the outcome. I don't have any emotional charge surrounding whatever is going on. And also, one of my gifts is to tune into frequencies and energy so deeply. I often pick up things that you can miss if you're just looking at what the person's saying or the action that they're taking. Because I'm able to sense beyond the words that people speak or write. And when they talk, I go beyond the auditory frequencies. And I'm able to pick up information that sometimes even the client may not cognitively be aware of in that moment. I often have sessions with clients where I'm intuitively picking up information and I'm relating it back to them. And the client's saying, no, I don't really see that or I don't really relate to that. I don't really resonate with that. In the session, that's what they're saying. And then a couple of days later, or maybe it's a week later or a month later, they'll contact me and they'll say, hey, oh my gosh, I see it now. Or, oh my gosh, I spoke to my mum and she verified that thing that you were picking up. Or, oh my gosh, I had this awareness of something that I'd forgotten about. And so it's those things that I'm tuning into because I have a gift of picking up beyond what the client may not even cognitively be aware of in that moment. But that wasn't always the case for me. It's been a journey for me to build and develop that level of trust in myself, discover my own gifts and understand where I'm prone to operate from my shadows and get pulled off track to start doubting myself and then blaming it on I just don't have the confidence so I need to work on my confidence stuff or maybe this is a visibility thing and I have to work on my visibility mindset. All right, because those shadows We all have those. We all operate from those from time to time. 
One myth I want to dispel once and for all is that there are only a few lucky, gifted people who can tune into energy and intuitively sense things. Something that growing up as a brown person in my culture, it is the select few that are revered because they are the ones who have meditated or read the scriptures and, you know, they're the lucky ones. There are only a few lucky people. So if you are relating to this and resonating with this, I want you to know that it's the biggest lie that has been fed to us throughout history. The truth is we all have our own unique brand of magic, our own way of tapping into energy, perceiving intuitive insights in only the way that we can. We all came here with a unique purpose to bring something forth into this world that no one else can do in the way that we do it. And this is true for you. There is a reason you are here. You have the gifts already inherently within you. You have a unique purpose. You have a unique way of being able to see this world and bring through solutions that yet don't exist on this planet. Please acknowledge that about yourself. Every one of us is unique and special and gifted in our own way. There aren't just a few lucky, gifted people who get to do this. All of us do. And along with that, we have our own unique challenges as well. Each of us. Our own unique hang-ups. The things that we tend to struggle the most with. Our wounds that we tend to go into over and over again and operate from over and over again. Because they are lessons. That is why we are here to learn, to master, to grow, to evolve as a soul. And when you layer upon that, the different upbringing that each of us has, our different heritages that we come from, the lineages that we come from, your cultural identity and the conditioning and the cultural imprinting that we each have experienced growing up, then can you see how unique you truly are? Can you see then how the way that you fulfill your creative potential can never be exactly the same as anyone else? Can you see that even if you do the exact same thing as thousands of others, maybe you're a healer, maybe you're a coach, maybe you're making aromatherapy products, maybe you bake and decorate cakes, maybe you play the piano or you're an artist or a singer, whatever your thing is, can you see how no one else is equipped to do any of those things in the way that you do. You see, mostly we are conditioned to seek out the competition and do better. It's ingrained within us from a very early age in our life. If you come from a culture that uses comparison as a way to motivate you to do better, even if it's well-intentioned, then you're going to find that as you go through life, you're always going to have this sense of 
not being good enough and this need to compare yourself to others as a way to measure your own success, as a way to validate where you are according to their success markers or the societal success markers. You may even feel the need to have others' approval even when deep down you know you are on the right path. You know that you are intrinsically happy and that the path that you're on is totally aligned and correct for you. But you still seek others' validation of what you already know within. And let me say something here and throw this in as a caveat. Because there's nothing wrong with needing some affirmation from time to time. We're human. It's nice to have what you know deep down being reaffirmed to you. Especially when you're at the start of your journey and you're just beginning to build that muscle of deepening your self-trust. Having some affirmation is actually required to strengthen that self-trust muscle, particularly if you haven't been using it much throughout your life. And just like with any other muscle, for those of you who go to the gym, you'll know this, like with any other muscle that you don't use regularly, you need to practice to build up the strength again and again. In this case, The affirmation goes a long way to support you in building up that strength again. What you want to watch out for is the energy with which you are doing it. The intention with which you are asking for that affirmation. Is it because you need validation? Or is it because you're choosing to receive affirmation for what you already have become aware of for yourself. Because here's the thing, the danger of needing the validation versus choosing it is that firstly, others will be the perfect mirror of your inner perceptions. So if there is a sense of doubt, shame, guilt, even betrayal, Because if you're starting to unplug from what others have told you that you should do or how you should behave, and instead you're now choosing to tap into your inner guidance more and more, then it can feel like betrayal. You might feel guilty, ashamed, or like you're doing something wrong or dangerous. Let me share a personal story to illustrate this point. I remember when I finally openly stepped out of my quote-unquote spiritual closet after years of hiding that I can read energy, that I can connect with beings not of this realm, that sometimes I know things that logically I shouldn't know about people. When I finally stepped out and started talking more openly about that, I can tell you the initial stages were not easy. We're often shown this illusion that when you start to tap into your intuition or you start to manifest your best life, it's all rainbows, unicorns and lollipops and life becomes so easy. And I can tell you from personal experience that that is not how it goes down. At least it wasn't for me in my experience. Yes, there's absolutely more ease and flow, but it's not easy. And this is something that people tend to confuse. Ease with easy. You have ease. Things can be ease-filled, but doesn't mean that things are easy. 
because you're pushed to the edges of your comfort zone as you expand into this new version of yourself. And they're growing pains and even discomfort as you get serious about actualizing your desires rather than just visualizing or dreaming about them. Because I know loads of people who are quite happy just visualizing them, dreaming about them, fantasizing about them, but they're not as committed to actualizing them, which is why it's not happening for them. And I say this not with any judgment or criticism, just visualizing and dreaming about my desires is something I know a lot about personally. Because as I reflect now, even when I thought I was actively manifesting, I wasn't always totally committed to having the things that I desired. I was happy enough to visualize them. And the wellness industry has created this illusion that as long as you are positive and visualizing your dreams, being specific about your desires, as long as you keep holding the vision, it will manifest. But that's not the whole picture though. Because what happens is that when you are committed to actualizing your desires, it requires what I call the three C's of manifesting. First, it requires choice. Then it requires total commitment. And the third C it requires is courage. And when you get to that space, you usually go through this giant energetic purge. Think of it as a blocked pipe. It's an occlusion that you need to dissolve if you're to restore the flow in that pipe. So much like that blocked up pipe, the cleansing begins. The dissolution of that solidified reality that you have been experiencing or being conditioned into for years, sometimes even for generations, has to begin. And if you've ever done any deep inner work you'll already know what I'm talking about. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It's that experience of feeling like life has got more difficult since you started your journey of transformation. It may be the frustration of feeling like nothing is falling into place like you've seen happening for others when they did the same kind of inner work or manifesting as you're doing right now. It can feel like your life is falling apart. Your relationships are challenging. You're arguing with people that you love or work relationships are strained. Maybe your finances take a nosedive for the worse rather than improving. Maybe you feel even more alone, isolated or misunderstood now than you ever did before. If you've ever experienced any of these things, please know that you are more than likely going through what I like to call the energetic purge. I talk about the energetic purge in the transformational pathway in my Activate Masterclass. And I describe it as the period of the transformational pathway where everything that is standing in the way of you having that desire, actualizing that desire, becomes louder. The solidified reality that blocks your desires, becomes louder so you can pay cognitive attention to your inner and outer perceptions. That is how you relate to yourself and how you're relating to others, how others are relating to you, 
which colors the perception of you that you have in this world and it will be perfectly mirrored back into your current reality, your self-perception. You're at this stage of recalibration when you're going through this energetic purge, where your energy is literally alchemizing to match up to your desires. So there's kind of this lag time as you're going through that recalibration period. And it's really only when you begin to pay close attention to these discrepancies that you can start to close a gap between your inner and outer reality. And that is what's going to allow you to bring harmony, unity and balance from within. This is the state that's going to allow you to unlock your true soul's essence and identity and operate from that space. And it's from that abyss of cosmic resources that are already encoded within your very being, within your very DNA. You're already equipped with everything that you need to create that desire. What you need, all the tools, all the gifts, all the resources, everything is not outside of you. It is within you. You are already equipped with everything. That desire that you have has a consciousness of its own and it has chosen you to be the medium through which it is birthed into this reality. And so when you go into that void, that zero point space with no emotional charge, then you get to understand yourself. You can be on your way to understanding yourself in a deeper way and therefore building a whole new relationship with yourself. You start to see yourself from a very different and elevated perspective. All your nuances, your gifts, your true soul's desires Not the desires that you have convinced yourself you needed because you've been operating from a diluted version of your soul's essence, power and identity. But your true soul desires. If things have been difficult for you, can you now see why this may not be just a mindset thing? It may purely be that you've been operating from your cultural imprinting an identity rather than your soul identity. And when you tap into your soul's identity and essence, you'll discover your true gifts. Your soul's path will become clearer. All the resources that you require to create your desired lifestyle are going to show up for you. And that's why I talk about reconnecting to that aspect of you. So how do you get to that zero point of neutrality and access that pool of your soul's resources and wisdom? Well, the first stage is to acknowledge where you may be hiding behind a mask that isn't even yours. Where have you ignited desires based on that mask, that identity, that label that's come from your cultural imprinting or other people's expectations of you? or to satisfy other people's needs, rather than your soul's essence and identity. 
For example, when I was on my soulmate search many years ago, I remember not even allowing myself to say yes to guys that were asking me out if they did not tick a huge long list. They had to be the same religion. They needed to be university level educated. It was preferable for me at the time if they wore a turban. They needed to have a good, respectable job and a steady income. And as I met with guys that ticked all of these boxes, I rapidly realized how bored I was. We usually didn't have much in common. Our perspectives on life were radically different. And without realizing it at the time, I'd made this internal checklist of all the things I knew my family expected of me and would be happy with. For me, it wasn't even an option back then to deviate from that list. And it's not because my family made me do it and they forced me to do anything. This is something I had absorbed from when I was a little girl, watching and observing the dynamics of my family, all the things that were celebrated and all those things that were frowned upon. In other words, I was operating from my cultural imprinting. All of that had unconsciously shaped my internal checklist that I had formed and it had been happening ever since I was a little girl. So years later, on my soulmate search, I never even allowed myself to deviate from this internal checklist. But in doing so, I suffered heartache after heartache with rejection upon rejection and this pattern continued for years. With each rejection, my self-worth diminished. With each failed relationship or meeting, I felt as though there was something fundamentally defective or wrong with me. What was really happening was that I had compromised my own needs and desires in favor of making my family happy. And again, this wasn't because my family had held a gun to my head and said I needed to do this. It was an unconscious thing that I was doing. The fundamental things that I wanted out of a relationship didn't even feature in this list that I had until I snapped. After many introductions with potential suitors, some of my own choosing, most that my family had put forward when I asked for their help with my search, I realized that in the years of my searching for my perfect partner, I hadn't even put on my list what was truly important to me. Only when I realized that, and at the time, it was out of anger and pure frustration that I furiously scribbled on a piece of paper one night what I thought I deserved from a relationship. After years of being manipulated, controlled, strung along, and mistreated by a string of guys that I'd encountered over the years, I was fuming. I was angry. I was hurt. I cried. All the red flags that I had been ignoring, that had been telling me all along how out of alignment I was being to my true soul's essence and desires back then. And in that moment of anger, frustration and red-hot rage, I exploded. Within me, I recalled all the times that I'd been taken advantage of, where I'd been used, where I had been rejected because I wasn't light-skinned enough for their family, because I was too short, because I didn't walk right, because the shape of my nose wasn't right, 
because I was too thin, because I wasn't earning enough, or I was earning too much, because I was too educated or not educated enough, or because I was the safety net as they mustered up the courage to tell their family about the girl they were dating and really in love with. And so many ridiculous reasons, so many others. As I allowed myself to be in the emotion, to feel it, to move through it, instead of love and lighting my way, because I was in a mission to be positive and vibe high so that I could attract my perfect soulmate, because that was all the rage in the manifesting world, that's what they were telling you to do, right? But as I allowed myself to move through it and experience it, something magical happened. I felt a stillness. I eventually got to the zero point where there was no emotional charge anymore. I had entered the abyss, where I got clarity on exactly where I'd been stepping out of my soul's essence and identity because I was so wrapped up in focus in making my family happy, proud, or being the good girl like I always had been, in the hopes of gaining their approval, of being noticed for doing something positive by them for a change. In the hopes that if I made them happy, then I'd always have their love and blessings. That night, as I slept, I could feel an internal shift within me. And I woke up the next morning a totally different person. From the outside looking in, I was still the same RAS. I still had much of my conditioning back then as I reflect on things from my level of awareness from now. I was the same but different. And three months later, I met my soulmate, who is now my husband. And I'm sharing this with you to highlight what happens when you go beyond just doing the mindset work, when you really start focusing on the emotions and the charge that that creates, because your emotions are going to generate thoughts that you have. They're going to influence what you think about yourself, what your self-perception is, and therefore how you are projecting yourself into the world. And those thoughts and feelings are going to generate the action that you take, the -the in-the-moment action, the choices, the decisions that you are making. And that in-the-moment choice is going to create your future. So you can see how really important it is to do this much, much deeper work. Because once you have this part handled, your mindset will automatically change. Because if you think about it, what are beliefs? When you're doing the mindset work, we are changing beliefs, right? We're reframing beliefs that you already have into more positive beliefs, And what are beliefs anyway? They are thoughts that you've been thinking over and over again so that they have been solidified for you. And they are what create your reality. So think of it as a house of cards. If you have your beliefs right at the top and they're stacked right at the top of this stack, you're going to have your thoughts, your feelings underneath that, which are going to be driving your action and therefore creating your reality and generating the results that you're experiencing in your life. And so when you pull the thoughts and the feelings and you work on all of that, it's like 
a house of cards, everything else is going to come crumbling down. And so you don't need to just waste so much time doing the mindset work. People have got this the wrong way around because they spend so much time, energy, effort, focus, and even money on the mindset stuff. But because they're not dealing with all the other stuff that's underneath this stack, it keeps coming up again. So you may change that belief, but after a little while, it's reappeared again. It's popped up again. It never really goes away. And that's why they get looped into this circle of looking for the next thing. And I know this from personal experience because this is what I did for a large part of my journey when I was starting out. And that's really what this episode is about, is to highlight what happens when you choose to go beyond just doing the mindset stuff. When you really start to close the gap between your inner perception and your outer reality. When you call in what you want to be, do, have and experience from within, from a cellular level, it's anchored in the cells of your body, not just at a mind level, then it's embodied from within and therefore it naturally radiates out without needing to spend hours on end reframing beliefs. When you make the process one which is firstly aligned to your soul's essence and path, and secondly, one that is embodied, before you even consider the mindset reframes, when you're anchored in the energy before you recite the affirmations or create gorgeous vision boards or do the manifesting meditations and visualizations, it's a lot more powerful. Because now, when you're doing all of those things, using all those tools, you are doing it from a totally different energy. You initiate those things radiating your inherent and creative potential and that life force energy that circulates within you is now free to flow and create for you. And the more that you're able to do this in your life, the less that you will feel like you need other people's approval, validation or blessings. That way, if others give it to you, It's a bonus because you've already filled your own cup with all of that anyway. You are operating from overflow. So you're not in the lack of it. So when other people are giving it to you, then it's just extra. So when they're disappointed or they didn't quite react the way that you were hoping they would, you can see it's nothing personal. It never was. It was always more about them than it was about you. Knowing that and being anchored in that space is what allows you to totally fall in love with yourself again. If you're listening to this and resonating with all the things that I'm sharing, or even some of the things that I'm sharing, I would love to offer you some more support in the form of joining an amazing community where you can trust that mirror to reflect your soul's truest creative potential, your vision, your legacy, your internal leadership. If you're aware that you require a family or a collective outside of your genetic family or the family that you grew up with, 
where you are received exactly as you are, where you have a safe space to plug into and share your perspective and vision, where you can feel safe and comfortable being the person who has a different perspective on life than the family identity that you have grown up with. So you can practice holding that energy to go forth into the world and confidently express yourself and your creative potential in the form of actualizing your soul's desires. The doors of my Translate community are open now at the time of this recording. The link is in the show notes. I would love to see you there if this is calling to your soul. And as we bring this conversation to a close, I invite you to reflect on what mirrors you have in your life right now. Who are the people you're surrounding yourself with? Are they reflecting back your true potential or amplifying your limitations? Do they have the capacity to hold your vision with you and hold you high as you navigate through the energetic purge and the mess that can come up with that purge? Or are they judging and criticizing you because you aren't fulfilling their expectations or needs? Please know and understand this. Those spaces and the people you choose to be plugged into will either widen the gap between your desires and your current reality or they'll help you to close it so you get to that zero point, the abyss, the space of infinite wisdom, peace and joy a lot quicker. Choose very wisely where you spend the majority of your time. Take care of what communities you are plugging your energy into. And if you're ready to be held in a container where you're honoured, where just by plugging in you're moved into a deeper connection to your soul self, where you're guided to a deeper state of your true creative potential, deeper fulfilment and embodied creativity and manifesting, then I'd love to see you in the Translate community. Until next time, thank you for your time, energy and presence today. And if this episode has been useful, go ahead, leave a review. Let me know what your biggest awareness from this conversation has been in the comments and share this with someone that you care about that could use this message and inspiration in their life right now. Bye for now.